I got something for you. You do? You always I, got something I up your got, sleeve. I always, well, I mean, it's got to be kind of off the cuff or you can't plan this stuff, right? True. Well, you can. Well, I can. <laughs> yeah. But That's if you want, if you you want a reaction. Oh my God, I knew you were going to do this. How did I know <laughs> he's going to kill me? He's going to kill me. Do it. Play it. Play it. I can hear it. <laughs> so do, do tell okay so obviously the best part of the Leafs scoring a goal is hollow notes you know so anytime sadly yeah it is i mean as much as people hate the song you grow to love it i mean i i do anyway or i did i should say so anytime they're on the road anytime like it's a good game like tonight i'm always just like when they score i want to hear it so I'm always like, hey, Google, play whatever. But I actually have it. Now she's talking to me. Um, but <laughs> but uh, I got it set up now on, the, on my sound bar. That's literally just a button I press on my phone and the song will play immediately. So oh, nice. So that was bad, that. <laughs> have a bad day at work and just hit the old sound bar. And... Literally. And, so, he's, uh, so he's got yeah. sick moves. Yeah. Oh. They're pretty sick. They're pretty sick. <laughs> you had stomach flu. I mean, is that what brought it on? <laughs> no, <laughs> literally. Anyway, I mean, we should we should record a TikTok video. That's what we should do. Shout out to Adam. <laughs> he's gonna shoot. He is gonna. Hollow notes and Adam. Yeah. yeah, he has no shame. So it's, well, it's on that note, welcome to the Deke Snipe Silly Podcast. Your host, <gasps> Kylie Murren. Chad Newman and myself, Ryan Gates. Do you know, guys? I forgot to do that last time. Really? Uh, yeah, I forgot. What, the to, Dean I, one? I for, yeah, I forgot to introduce us. I, I just we're like, boom, we're like excited. We jumped into it, and I was like watching it that that night when I was doing the editing, and I was like, who are these people? Who, who are these people? <laughs> so it's uh, something we always try to do, but hey, yeah. dude, there's no real format to this, I guess. But. Yeah, we're noobs. I mean, yes. what do you expect? Yes. Yeah, you already, if you, you already know us by now, I hope. Yeah. Our, <laughs> our, our three fans stirred and let us off with that one. So, um, <laughs> No, well, I guess here's the setting. We're just all fresh off of a Leafs victory, Saturday night, Hockey Night in Canada. Uh, David Ayer's Appreciation Night. We all, yeah. we all needed that. Um, I just wanted it to stop. It, it just put me in a bad mood from the get-go. I mean, I like, I like, I like the story. I do. I like that airs, you know, the whole kidney thing. I like the whole story, by the way, David, if you're watching this, check your messages. <laughs> Cause I messaged you two weeks ago. Anyway, dude, uh, I love the story. I like the guy, but like it, it is total PTSD. I mean, I'm damaged from that night and I was watching, I was like, it just put me in a bad mood for this game. Cause I was like, Oh, I got a bad feeling. And then they started off the game and it was kind of like back and forth. And the first period didn't, I just, well, it didn't bother me. I just didn't have a good feeling. Ah, oh, same. Yeah. Same. Yep. Going into the first intermission, I was still kind of like, oh, I don't know how this is going to go. Right. And then the second period, well, that's when the game actually started. Yeah. I don't know if it did actually. I mean, I was looking at, I'm, I'm looking at the first period. I'm like, okay, this is good hockey. This is good nice. defensive, at least reasonable. There's no, you know, everyone's playing tight game and everyone's in the second. I was like, what is this? It's like, I mean, it's great for the fans. No doubt. It's one of those things. Oh yeah. No fans will like it. Coaches hate it. That whole cliche. 
But man, oh man, oh man, was it was it ever sloppy defensive hockey on both ends? It was oh, just gosh. bad, and it wasn't exactly a goaltending clinic either. Let me tell you. I no, mean, I mean, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh well, I could have stopped those Austin Matthew shots. That's not the case. But, I but for shot. Yeah, but man, the two breakaways, I I, I felt like Freddie got inside of his own head or something. Like he just didn't react. Like, yeah, and, I, and I've seen a lot of that this year out of Fred. It's like, don't get me wrong, we're gonna praise Fred up here. We love Freddie, yeah. but there are some times where I think he just psychs himself out before the shot, and it seemed I like that's like... what it was tonight. He was like, Oh no, I'm gonna blow this game now, and then he's like, Oh, I'm blowing the game here, you know. It's so funny so. you say that because I was literally saying it to Adam during the game. I said, It's like Freddie plays better under pressure, but not, not that kind of pressure not when it's like one-on-one shootout penalty yeah. shot breakaway it's just like oh god when is it over but when it's like they're at the end i think it was at the end of the first period when it was just shot after shot after shot and freddie just kept the boys in it that's when he excels in my opinion yep yeah when it's that kind of pressure nice and cool calm and collective yes he's just so laid back and like say Yes. And then I find with Hutch, it's almost the opposite where a, a shot goes over his blocker or whatever, and he just kind of stays there. And then he's There's like, scramble. Then, then he looks for it. And I'm like, oh my God, turn around. <laughs> I found James Romer back in the day used to be bad for that. He'd, like, yeah. he'd freeze for that extra yes. second after puck hit him. And, and like, wait, uh... and like, almost wait to see what, like, wait for the crowd's reaction or to wait for the goal horn. And it's just like, to oh, see okay. where and everybody's he... moving. Yeah. yeah, and then I'm just like, Jesus, the puck could be rolling over your shoulder, man. Like, move, do something, right? Well, I got a I got a three year old home, right? And like, I'm trying to turn, teach him how to catch a ball, and I compare, and I don't want to compare Freddie to a th- to a three year old catching a ball, but <laughs> no. the essence behind what I'm about to say is the same. When I toss the ball to my kid, he when the ball's coming at him, he instantly closes his eyes, turns his head, and, and turns. Then, then after a few seconds, he looks and he's like. No, do no I have yeah. <laughs> you know? I feel like when there's a breakaway on Freddie, it's like he has that 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 moment where he just shuts eyes. Yeah, just or just not... just freezes just a second and gets inside of his own head just for a second. Brain fart. I don't know, and that's why I felt it was a night. But I mean, mm-hmm. outside of that, uh, what do we think of Fred's game tonight, Chad? I like that. I thought it was pretty good. Um, I mean, there was no real big ones that he should have just absolutely stopped i'm just thinking of like when we watched the matt murray show the other night where a lot of those could have been stopped he never had anything like that it was just a it's a regular night at the office for freddie okay contract year where are you sitting on that i'd say do us i hope is already have scenarios on the table for him and see if he wants to sign them already because if you look at the goalie market out there i don't want to be looking for one I'd be curious as to if if conversations have started or not. I love that there's no news on it. That uh, it's all whatever's happening is in house. But I mean, hush, hush. with with a team that you know is going to be a contender, or hope to be a contender for the next three or four years, that's not a position that you want to toy with. No. I mean, maybe 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 the Leafs are saying, you know what, we're ready to transition to Jack Campbell. Who knows? Maybe maybe they want to ride it this season, give give Campbell some quality starts. And because I got no, I got no question in my mind, Jack Campbell couldn't be a number one goalie in this league. I really could. Same. I don't know if I don't know if he'd be amazing at it, but I really, I really feel strongly that he's the best backup we've had in. Well, he's the best backup we've had years. You think in my, he, my, my he lifetime? Do, uh, yeah, you think maybe, he can do fifty out of eighty-two. 
man, I think he could do it smiling. You know, really? I, 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 he was, he I'm not doubtful, prospect. but I'm like, I never thought about that hurt for Jack no, Evelyn. So he was such a great prospect and everything. And then going to, um, where was he? LA. I mean, he was just in the shadow of Jonathan Quick. So he never ever really got Martin the Jones opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Like he never really did get the the opportunities that he probably should have gotten. And that's why he's kind of been under the rug, we'll say, or like, you know, kind of just in, take in the those corner. Yeah, now I was know, he but... drafted by LA? I'm not sure. I'm gonna look that up because I, I, I was curious. I always get him and Gibson mixed up. And I know yeah. there was one that was drafted by Dallas. And then Campbell, Well, his first NHL team was actually uh, Dallas. It shows here. So you could be correct. And then he went right to LA the next year. Oh, no, wait. No, he didn't even play that year. Or wait, was that the straight year, perhaps? No, I think because the, re the reason I remember that is because uh, I was hot to trot on Jack Campbell after the World Juniors, if I'm not mistaken, yes, as well. That's, he, that's he how was, I knew he him. He was the goalie of record for one of the US gold medals. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, he was the yeah he was back in. The and day, I remember twice. I remember watching him at the draft and thinking, man, someone's going to get a good goalie here. Someone's getting the number one goalie, and, uh, and I was pretty sure it was Dallas who took him. And I was thinking, wow, Dallas, you know, it's going to be a bit of a hotbed. With they had some good goalies at the time as well. Don't ask me who he played. He played one game for the Dallas Stars. Actually, he was with their AHL team for years. He hmm. must have got drafted back in 2011-12. He yeah. played in the AHL for the Texas Stars, played one game for Dallas Stars. Then he, the following year, again, back in the AHL, even had some ECHL games. Um, like and, then he, do, yeah. mm -hmm, and then it looks like he probably, yeah, then he was traded to LA in 2016, 2017 and played with their AHL team for a year or so and then made the leap to the big club. But when you look Where at the group that you have, that we have. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off a camel. No, go. Oh, um, go if you look at where the team is now, with the core, and the extras and veterans, do you really want to take a gamble in the in net right now? I don't. I, really I don't. don't. No. I want to see Freddie for the next four years. Okay, well let me let me put it to you this way: with the cap being as it is, likely being flat, and Freddie looking for likely a raise, who would you rather have, Campbell and Zach Hyman, or Freddie and No Hyman? Because it might come down to that sort of a decision. Because if anybody's getting a raise here, Zach Hyman is getting a at least double his double his salary. He's looking to add four or five million bucks. I will, and this is no disrespect. I love Zach Hyman. I will choose Freddie because goalies are way too rare right now. 100%, it's there's zero market right now, and there's a and lot of teams out there that are waiting and hoping that Freddie goes unre like UFA. Yeah, it goes on Edmonton and, will and pay big money. My my opinion with Hyman is I feel like he's he wants to remain a leaf. So um, he seems um, like the type of person. Yeah, especially just after having a new baby. Does he want to uproot his family and move to I don't know, Dallas, we'll say. He's another Toronto Toronto boy. I think yeah. he wants to stay. So he's the type of player, in my opinion, I think that would take that hometown discount. Should he? No. Is it fair to him? No, <laughs> but how bad do you want to stay? Sign a bridge or two or for a year or two, make, you know, a couple million bucks, whatever he's making now until maybe hopefully the cap goes up. Yeah. Well, he's due for a raise no matter what. He's not going to sign for, for what he's making now or less, I don't think. I what think is his cap no. hit right now? Uh, I know it's it's not just long. over $2 million. It's not. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it, what, it's, whatever it's, it is. What do, you, what do you pay Zach Hyman, though? In the, at least in the at, when he, he scored world. 20 goals last year. 
right? Anybody who's scoring 20 goals in the NHL is a $4 million player generally. I agree. At least, right? At least. And uh, yeah. if, he was, if he was slotted up there on that top line with Mariner Matthews, he'd, he'd pop in another 20 in another 82-game season. I don't doubt it. He's durable. He kills penalties. Like when, you're, when you're talking about contract negotiations – like it, it's it's a lot like i've been talking recently and we'll get to galchenyuk in a little while but i've been talking to a lot of my friends who are habs fans and i don't have a lot of friends who are habs fans because i generally don't like habs fans i'm just kidding i do i got a lot of buddies who are habs fans we, we dig at each other but i've been chatting a lot of a lot with them about the galchenyuk thing and one of my one of my buddies he's actually my manager at work he uh i uh i asked him about galchenyuk he's diehard uh, habs fan and he said man he said there's a reason why teams are passed on them, and it's not it's not what everybody might think. I was like, okay, do tell, because I'm always looking for the inside outside scoop. And he said, a lot of the reason why Galchenyuk is getting passed up on is not because of attitude or necessarily the commitment or anything else, but it's it's that he doesn't bring any of the other intangibles to a team that that a player like a Zach Hyman would. He's he's not a, a power play lock. So he can play the power play, but he's not one of your stars. He doesn't kill penalties. He's not. So he's not. He's not really a special teams guy. Um, mm-hmm. He's not a, dis- a defensive stalwart. You're not putting him out there as a shutdown late in the game. Nope. He uh-huh. is a pure uh, goal scorer. That's it. That's it. You know, that's what he does. He can put the puck in the net. And he's another Jimmy VC essentially. Is what he's yeah, he's more talented than Jimmy VC. Jimmy VC will yeah, never score okay. 20 goals in this league. No, no, but I mean, right. if he can replace Jimmy VC, yep, I agree. I'm, ha- I'm happy with that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, sorry, but yeah, but anyway, that, that's that's where I was going with the, with, with the whole bit, right? Is uh, it's, it's it's just it's just a hard sell for me. I don't know. L- losing a guy like Hyman, I guess we're getting back to. I know. Who brings all the intangibles? Like when 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 the goalie's pulled for the other team, who are you 110% going to see on the ice? It's not because he's the empty net wizard, which he is. He is. He, yeah. he puts his body in front of the puck. He blocks. He's physical. He'll drop the mitts if he got to. He kills penalties. He's a clutch guy. You'll put him out there in any situation. And 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 those guys are not not growing on trees either. Nope. No. I know that's in this like rocking a hard spot. If you you know if it comes down to that. Mm-hmm. But I just I really gotta say like you you get someone to play closer to Zach Hyman than you will Freddie Anderson because it's not like you can just pick a goalie and hey let's just go do this. I you need see. a hot goalie if you ever want to win anything. Zach Hyman, you do need those guys too, but prior not right to, now. Prior to Matthew Kachuk jumping on Jack Campbell's head. I think the plan this season, I'm not saying that's why he was able to injure it. He got injured before that, but yeah. didn't help. Um, I think the plan this season was really to give Jack Campbell the lion's uh, share of the of that backup role. He never really got a chance at it properly last year, I don't think. No. Um, so I, I think I think you're, you would have seen him given Freddie a lot of those nights off, certainly in this connect schedule. I think you would have, he, he, he would have seen him two games a week, every week. I really do think that. They that been, was, I don't know. Freddie's a 50-plus goalie a year or so. I don't know. It's hard to say. Because Freddie like wants Freddy, to play every game. Right. Like I was saying earlier. Yeah, where did that get like, us in the playoffs? I feel right. like Freddie plays his best when he is, like I said, almost overworked. And it, I know that comes from experience. But like I said, look at October. Freddie is always trash. And yeah. I don't know. He's cold, I right? 
I agree. He's cold. But, so but game, I feel like game seven, Freddie has not nothing to get excited about no, either. And that's pretty late nice, in the season. It'd be nice yeah. to have someone we can depend on because having Hutch, you can't depend on him. No offense to him, but it's not just him. It's the team that plays in front of him when he's in the net. It's a but different he didn't team. play too bad the other night. No, he, he didn't. A, he really didn't. And the team helped double, too. And the posts helped a lot as oh, well. Oh, the posts, yeah. Oh, man. We'll oh, not even talk yeah. about that. But <laughs> They don't count as shots. They don't, yeah, they don't shots. count the shots. I don't no. count people yeah. with opinions about the post as opinions. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Austin Matthews, off, you know, he does hit a lot of them, and I will yeah. complain about that. I'll admit that. Fire right down, though. <laughs> Did you know that? So, the funny thing was, time. though, they had they had Joseph Wall uh, back up Hutch the other night, so Freddie didn't even go to the rink. No, Did full night off. No, he wow. yeah, he stayed home. At it, one point, I thought Hutch was hurt. Remember, there was like a point where he was down, not hurt, but like they were saying something about it on the broadcast, of course, yeah. making everybody panic. And that's what I was actually wondering. I was like, I, would Freddie come in now? Like who who would back him but up? It was, I, I wasn't sure. in. It so, was hey, the same well, thing, David Ayers. Yeah, it was the same thing, <laughs> I thought thing, we were going to have another e-bug the other night, and I was panicking. I did not yeah. want another game like that. <laughs> PTSD. It's a, It's a real thing. In in Calgary when when uh, when Campbell started, Freddie wasn't in the rink either. He was home, or at least yep. yeah. He I mean uh, they had uh, he stays away. They had uh, Aaron Dell still back then. He was the backup right. that night. He's so, fully disconnected for his night off. A night off got to be a real well, night off. That that's what that's what they're saying. They said, "Is it truly a night off and a relaxing night if your goal is at the end of the bench looking for stray pucks and opening and closing the door?" You know. Right. Um. So, I think that they're doing the right thing. Give the man time to put his feet up soak whatever wounds you got because we got them by now if you look at uh shots faced in the nhl i think freddie was third last time i checked yeah, yeah. he's, he's facing a lot of rubber right because we're getting out shot repeatedly getting had a back bit of to contact the, the as well. freddie thing that you were just saying though about hyman or freddie that's my argument almost when it comes to oh well there's a billion other goalies out there or whatever yes but how many goalies can take the pressure and the shit taken essentially that Freddie takes because, or I can't say now because this team is different, but we'll say last year going, you know what I mean? Like he takes a lot of shots and he keeps us in the game. Yeah, it does. I don't know. Yeah. A lot of goalies are out there that have better save percentages or, or For whatnot, 5 million bucks. Can uh, they take, would they be able to take that kind of, I don't know, quote unquote abuse and well, still be, high caliber goalie we're gonna have a great conversation in podcasts to come because i'm (laughs) i'm very very much pro jack campbell number one goalie for toronto maple leafs very much okay i have i have seen nothing i've seen nothing yet to tell me he couldn't do it same i appreciate your optimism you haven't seen him actually be it yet and that's the thing we have extended games freddie has not been out and he has never carried this team anywhere yet so no, you, you know, you know who else? Them. You know who else we never ever seen as a number one goalie? Freddie Anderson when he signed with Toronto. He was only ever a backup. I, that's oh, my argument. He was more of a tandem. He was more of a tandem because of Jonas Hiller and where I Hiller think had that I, like, like I but said, that's I think their plan with the two of them. I really do think you're going to see a tandem set up this year to see who who get a proper evaluation. Yeah. What have we got here? What have we actually right. got here? What have we got one in Campbell, obviously. But also, what have we got in Freddie? And at the end of it, this is a contract year for him. He's playing with a bunch of his best friends. I mean, they're all best buddies. What do we Does actually have here? Else? Yeah. I, I love this tandem of Freddie and Jack Campbell. Oh, I my God. Me too. Keep, keep it together if possible. Uh, it's, it's probably I mean, it's, not well, going to happen. 
we've got Camel next year anyway. He's not UFA totally following. But uh, but yeah, I really hope that they can figure out a way to keep Freddie in the fold because while he's never ever in the Vesna conversation, I think he's always just he just outside. He almost he almost was yeah. there uh, about two seasons ago. I think he was. Well, he was break of the conversation. He was, he was knocking on the door. Yeah, just again, yeah. just outside yeah. the conversation, basically. Don Cherry was ready his, to give it to him. But. Yeah. yeah, he got his first All Star um, nomination this past year too. So he's finally getting the recognition that I think he deserves, and not just mm-hmm. because he plays for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, which well, I feel like that's why a lot of times they don't get the recognition because people are, are almost afraid to give it to them because, oh well, that's just because you're a Leafs, you know, whatever. Uh, is that your best Boston Bruins fan imitation? Don't even get me started. <laughs> Boston. Well, we started that goal. Let's work our way out. Let's talk about defense. We got uh, we got a back end right now that, in my opinion, is the best one I've seen in. I don't know if it might not even be one of the best defensive cores I've seen it. Now, don't get me wrong. For everyone jumps on this and says, "Oh, Ryan said that the Leafs got one of the best defensive cores in the league." I'm not saying that. I am saying there's probably 15 other teams that are worse at a minimum. Okay, um, I, I, I looks around the league and I, I skips through who the second and third pair of defensemen are. Some of the good names I don't even know. So like, you know, there's a lot of new bodies, a lot of young people in the league. Um, when I look at the six that skated tonight in particular, which we had our top two, which was a given um, Brody and, uh, and Riley. Riley. Then we had our steady, Steady of all steadies in Muzzin and Hall, yes. and Bogosian yes, and Dermot, who let me tell you are not getting nearly enough praise either. No. Um, and and when I say third pair, I mean all of our third pairs. We've we've rotated through. Well, Sandine had a game, a but bunch. we've rotated through Letnan, got him into the game. I mean, we've had a very serviceable bottom two reliable bottom two keith doesn't seem to have any issue throwing bogosian and dermot out there anytime at all no nope. i noticed that tonight actually so i'd like to get your guys take on the defense where we're two with it and uh, and and who you're who who's i mean we, we gave justin hall a lot of love back in i don't know episode two probably yeah. uh and he still can who's, stand, yeah. who's standing up he to still you deserves all of it what about now Kyle? Yeah. Throw, throw it to you first um who's standing out the most yeah recently i mean we, we've had we've had some really good games lately let's 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 scratch that, um, that blowout Muzzin. jake Muzzin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah jake Muzzin. um tonight was probably the only game in the past few weeks at least that i can you know in recent memory that he was not really he didn't really he didn't do anything bad but he didn't really stand out either when most other nights it's like play after play you know but um Muzzin and of course Will Hull is still getting out of the love. But I so, do want to say number two. Yeah, like Bogosian. You can't say them all, Carly. That's cheating. No, no, <laughs> I'm not giving him like no, this is not a good this is not a good Bogosian. This is a bad Bogosian. Um I don't know what to say about him. He at times I'm enjoying him. Other times I find myself screaming at my TV. So yeah, okay. here's that. He's chippy. He's going to take a few risks. For a big man that he is, it's not even really his risks because he gives back in time. And I'm like, okay, I'll forgive you for that one. But it's like, you're a big old burly man. Use your damn body. Like, how often do I see him, like a player, go down in the corner and he's just stood up, like, just watching him? I'm like, just do something. 
He will. Take him off, take him off the puck. Do something. Totally. Use that big ass of yours. I, and I, he, and he's I staying healthy. It's good. I still think he's one of our more physical defensemen, though. I mean, he, I feel like if not our he most was, physical. But the last little bit is just like, what muzzing, happened? Yeah. I don't know. And that's why I was like, Ugh, because t- I was so excited about him at first. Like, he was like a good surprise. Like, oh, I didn't expect this from him. But the last few games, I've been kind of disappointed. Oh, yeah. Okay, fair. Chad, what's, uh, what's your standout? Uh, I'm, uh, I've been loving Jake Muzzin as well. Uh, the guy, I mean, he's what, has uh, 12 points, 19 games. Plus six, and he's doing like 20, 22 hard minutes a night. I just think he's, uh, when he came over, I was like, okay, cool. I like Jake Muzzin. And uh, this year for me, it's just, man, I just, I'm blown away with him this year. Him and Hall together, it's just been such a a force. Uh, That's just a winning combo to me. Well, for me, I'm going to go a little off the board, but it's an obvious choice. I think their best defenseman all year every game except one every game has been tj brody i think what what he's brought to the team as a steadying just as riley has not been that great this year he has not been well he hasn't been i wouldn't say riley's been a bad player but like he hasn't been norris trophy uh riley we've seen a couple years ago and he hasn't even been last year short season he's been it hasn't been that since hainsey left so yeah well this is true but tj brody man I mean, he's calm and cool in his own end. Like there tonight, I noticed two or three times, at least twice, uh, got the puck behind his net and he had, he had wingers coming on both sides in red and blue jerseys and he didn't panic. He did a little no. button hook, curled back around, passed it to his partner. Once the, once he, once the guys got in tighter and then they just broke it out. Like I, I just, when I see a, a defenseman behind the net, I still get these, these Brett Lebda kind of <laughs> panic <laughs> moments where, where I'm like, oh my God, this is not going to end well. But like, there's no reason it shouldn't because a good defenseman just patiently moves the puck to a safe location and doesn't just yeah. handle it like a grenade yeah. with a pin out, right? Like Jake Gardner. Yeah. So, so many times we lose the puck behind our own net and then we get scored on. <laughs> oh. Just standard stick handling and the guy just comes up and takes it. And just takes it. Like, yeah, no, I've, I've watched a lot of a lot of bad defensemen over the years, like the Aki oh, Bird. Yeah. Brett oh, Lev doesn't. God, don't even say that name. Brett that Lev. name is cursed like, from his channel. I can't believe you brought up. I can't believe you brought up Brett Lebda this evening. I wasn't. Yeah, where'd that. that come from? I forgot he even existed. <laughs> well, like, I got, I got a urinal in my garage with a picture of Lebda on it because you know I'm just kidding. But no, I was going to say. I, uh, I got. Uh, I, I, I used. To, he used to Hang give me fits. To it. He used to give me yeah. fits, and and I can't remember who he was paired with either. But it was no help. Like it was bad. It might have been probably Jake Gardner. <laughs> no, no, it was no, before that. It was pre Gardner. No, 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 it was it was commissary, I think, at the time. Oh, in, in any case, it was bad, and like it was just total fire drill all the time. And seeing a guy like Brody back there, who's just so cool, just so yeah. cool all the time, and he's never, he's just cool. That's it. His and, dives, you know, his dives and, are perfect. And he pretty much he, almost every time. Yeah, I know. We're you know you're in love with the dive. We get it. Te- 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 teaching <laughs> that in hockey schools. Fellow defenseman here, you know, defense woman. Sorry. Defense person. Person. Defense person. <laughs> I appreciate oh, gotta, those gotta, things. Get it pro- politically correct. No, that's that's where yeah. I'm gonna throw my love. Like I said, even his pinches and everything, he's never he's never a poor pinch. Uh-huh. He's not afraid to jump in up into play if he's got to. But he leaves that mostly to Raleigh. When he does mm-hmm. jump up, it's at exactly the right time where he's not putting his team at a disadvantage. So that's, that's my like guy. Right. I'm gonna stick with him for now. We'll see how it goes, but. I think that's the fact that we've we've got 
uh, two defensemen in Muzzin and Brody that we didn't have three years ago. I'll tell you a lot yeah. about where the team has come defensively. So there we have it. Um, and let's talk about forwards. So we got three lines, three lines of forwards, and we've got the third line. <laughs> so let's discuss. Let's discuss forward lines. So I don't think we need to spend way too much time on the top line there right now. And I don't care if you're least fan or not. They're one of the best lines in hockey. If, oh my God. if not, best, best duo. Line. They, I don't care. They're coming for you, Dry Saddle and McDavid. The M&M. Well, yeah. <laughs> Matthews had four points tonight and four last night. Mariner had what four? He got his twenty-first assist tonight. I know that. Yeah, he had three points anyway tonight. Again, two, two yeah. goals, no assist. Uh, Thornton plugged in another point tonight to go along with the four he had previously. The, the boys are just dialed dialed in and uh i know tonight is a bit of a you can't really say all oh, that line produced because two of the goals were on the power play but mm-hmm. uh even when they weren't producing yeah. they had some really great shifts dominant shifts so you're not seeing them getting hemmed in their own in and a lot of that is, is thanks to again good breakouts by the defenseman and guys like joe thornton who can handle the puck as well as he could when he was 20 years old you know, they're, they're moving, they're moving the puck incredibly well. Did you guys um, notice that Nylander was benched tonight? I forgot to bring, I'm sorry, this is totally, I like did not topic, but talking about the forwards, uh, he, he was actually benched and I just, I get notifications when Mark Master tweets, sorry, I'm a nerd, but okay. he actually has here sure. Sheldon Keefe on benching Nylander. Cause I said, I haven't seen Nylander out of it. That was in the third period. I noticed he was and, on the third line a couple of times. Yeah, and then I noticed in the third period, there's I know he was doing a little bit of shuffling, but then I was like, I haven't seen Nylander, but I just didn't know if, you know, something was going on or whatever. And anyway, it says here, both tonight and last game, he's had a lot of really good stretches where he's had good legs and he looks real dangerous, like he's ready to break out. In the third period, we got it going the way we wanted to, and I don't think Willie matched that. Really? And... I've made excuses. I've gotten in so many arguments on Facebook or whatever, just picking up for William Nylander. But I can't do it anymore. I can't. I'm done. Sorry, Willie. I had your back, but these past few no. games has just been, I can't make excuses for the reason why you're out there figure skating. Like, I can't. I don't, I don't know I want every player to be 60 minutes. And I think last game when everyone was giving Willie crap, it was really only the third period he was, you know, yeah. being that drag again. But the other two periods, I think he's fine. He's doing lots of good things. He's just not finishing all the good things. And he's not getting rewarded for the good things. What's frustrating, though, and I see it now because it's people who watch him and they they watch him. When he's on the ice, that's all they do is watch him. So they they see every little mistake he makes. So the last couple of games, I've been doing that to myself. Okay, where's Willie? Like, I'm watching him go around the ice. It's sad. Like, he'll go and try to get the puck and he'll get it lose it and then he just gives up he just watches the guys skate away the opposite way with like it's just it's so noticeable it's embarrassing and it's just like i can't make excuses for it anymore i, I can only thing i can assume is something's going on i don't know what or he's just lazy i don't know second line broken JT's on himself i, I don't know is it i think you're being maybe a, little, it's the a little hard on him I, maybe. I, okay, I, I, maybe I, I will agree that he's had I'm gonna say four game stretch I know I know he went like eight games with a score whatever but that's hey yeah. sometimes you're gonna go eight games sometimes you're gonna go five games whatever yeah. I don't, I don't worry about that impact though without scoring exactly right? 
Um, so. What's been troubling me lately is his lack of engagement the last two or three games. I just don't like that. That pass he made tonight to the other team <sighs> where they broke in and almost scored. He he made a decent effort to try to get back he after did, he yeah. back. his mistake. He I'll give him that because two yeah. two years ago, Nylander would have skated to the bench. I'm like, oh, well. So at least he was like, oh, crap. And he hustled to get back Tried into to, it. Yeah. And, and, and to a point, disrupted it somewhat, at least. Tried to. Yeah, he, he at least got back to the, to the forward. But yeah. um, what really troubled me, and I know I'm going to hear it from maybe from you guys, but the other night when Brady Tuchuk was on top of Alex Kerfoot by the bench, cross-checking him in the back into the ice, Neil Anner stood up next to, to, to Kachuk while he was doing it and literally turned 180 degrees, just casually <laughs> skated in the opposite direction. I'm like, yeah. I don't expect Willie to drop the gloves. He should never in his NHL career drop the gloves. However, go in there and bear hug the guy. Go push him He's off. Because at least by the time William Nylander jumps on top of a guy, a defenseman is going to come in and say, whoa, I got to save Willie before he dies. Right? I think Freddy's right. Chuck is going to let him off that easy. He's well, going to relish in that and any I, chance he can I, get. I don't, dis- I don't disagree. I don't disagree, but you just cannot. cannot. You can't leave. You, you can't turn around <laughs> and go away. Like, do something. Face wash, something. I don't care. I don't care what this, anything at all. Just show that you've noticed that your teammate is getting pummeled into the ice with two handers. And that's have what really, back. that's and what really troubled yours. me. I, I, yeah. Not every player is going to be doing those things. And Willie's certainly not. No, uh, but he could at least get in and rub shoulders with him or something. At least it's not going to happen, guys. I know. I know. That's <laughs> the problem with him. If he's being paid this kind of money, they are even making fun of him on the broadcast, essentially. And I'm just like, yeah, he's a freaking joke. He's a joke. Listen, for his seven million dollars, eight million bucks, whatever it is, it's just like for seven million bucks, he's going to go out there. He's going to score you thirty. Yeah. I uh, you know, typically I think that this year is kind of like it's not working with Tavares and it's not. I mean, if you look at it, Tavares in history to ever say that. But, what? Not. No, I mean, Matt I think... Molson made it work with Tavares, right? PA Parento could score thirty with Tavares. Like what? But, but here it is. But Neilander lost Matthews. Tavares lost Marner. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I, I like that two too. huge players, like that could make anybody. Well, look uh, at last a game. Keith, Keith put Tavares back with Marner, and he scored. And yeah. Nylander scored too, no. didn't he? I'm not sure who he. If you look at JT's goal, if you if you look at JT's goal and you put that in slow motion, it's going to take you up to commercial break to get into the net. It was a muffin. It was floating through yeah. the air, so it's not like it was a skilled <laughs> goal here. No. That was a goalie error. And uh, we were talking about getting or not getting an option Schneid, and I don't think that helped really. I'm no, because like, that it wasn't went, it went in, but it wasn't. It but never it wasn't went a in. JT goal. No, it wasn't one of those. He worked hard. He dug it out the corner. No. He went to the front net and tipped it where he would have no, went. He wasn't satisfied. Two hands, with that. boom. You know, that's another uh, slump breaker. No. So we're on to JT. Same with Willie. We're talking about JT, Kylie. I know you've been mm-hmm. keeping a tally, somewhat of a tally, for a couple of games. <laughs> what have you been tallying off? His lovely giveaways. Tape, yeah. not just giveaways, but tape to tape passes giveaways, not just saucer, you know, pizza right up the ice. This is, I mean, like, like Willie did tonight, pass to the That's other. Blatant. Oh, yeah. Blatant. Um, now, tonight I didn't keep track. Because no, I know. And the only reason I brought it up is because I had noticed it too before. You, you mentioned it there the other day, just in, in general chat outside of the mm-hmm. podcast that you had noticed all day and you had actually took a 
tally while you're watching the game. You had four <laughs> mind blowing turnovers. Bad ones. Uh, Bad give ones. not even turnovers, giveaways. Yeah. And uh, and tonight again, I seen two. That was I was like, JT, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Plant it on the backhand out out you know across the ice in your own end. Like, what are you that- doing? That's actually yeah. one of the notes that I had wrote there by JT and his giveaways was the backhand. Stop yes. it. Yeah. yeah. He has he hasn't been there's there's something and like I said, I gave JT a lot of praise early in the season on this podcast about how well he, he was really playing, so. how how yeah. and yeah. He, but he, he deserved came, it though. Yeah, he came out like a rocket. Do I think that this this little mini slump or whatever is going on with him is gonna last till the playoffs? No. Or no, of course not. He's it's too not good a player. To. There's something not quite right. Uh, there's a little bit of chemistry needs to be obtained or a new little bit of shuffling needs to be done, whatever it is. Uh, and he's get out of his own head. That's his only trouble. He's still one of the best centers that we've had in the last 20 years in the league. And he's on our second line. So I'm not worried about him, uh, but it's just something worth noting. And it's really funny that you guys took note to it as well. Without any of us discussing it, that this is a noticeable yeah. difference in John Tavares is his panic mode. Right? See, I wish Wayne Simmons was here. I don't think we'd be talking about this. You really think that he'd have that big of an impact on JT? Yeah, I do. And like, if he, he put what he brings, that Nylander doesn't, and JT, I mean, he brings enough for all three of them, and he can and carry a line, especially with that energy and grit and effort. The energy and just the fact you know you have someone out there who got your back because, like well, you said, Nylander would love doesn't. To have that. Yeah. yeah. So having that man there maybe gives them a little bit more. I don't know, confidence and not just JT, but Willie too, or anybody on the team, because you actually got someone that'll drop the gloves for you. That's right. And now that he's, and it's funny because now that he's gone, it's like the team looks like last year's team. Yeah. It's weird. I just want, like, I just want Simmons on the bench while he's hurt and just to like, yell at people. Yeah. Yell at everyone. Frighten everybody. It's like, I'm still here, bitches. Let's go. Yeah. Go out on the ice in his friggin' sneakers. I don't care. And start pounding people. Yeah. Morgan Raleigh's response when they asked about what he thought of Wayne Simmons. And then Raleigh was like, he went up to him. He, he said, he's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's on your team. Yeah, I, know. I can't well, disagree with you guys. We needed somebody with that kind of impact. Like, we have Joe there now. Yes, for the. We'll say leadership. off the ice. Yeah, the off the ice, the leadership. Cheer- cheerleader is what big, you're trying to say. Yeah, the big brother cheerleader person. Mm-hmm. And then they brought in Wayne because JT um, Jumbo can't be that physical presence that we still mm-hmm. lacked. And so they bring in the Wayne train and everybody's like, oh, well, he's all right. No, it's not about what he can do on the ice, like produce. It's what he can bring. Firing up his own the, team, man. Yes, the lobbing up the boys. And it works. Just wake up. Uh, and now that he's cool. gone, it's like shit. They're reverting back to Babcock Leafs, like these friggin' drop passes and no look backhanders, sloppy. Yeah, remember, remember Babcock who looked at Mariner Matthews and said, "There's no way that could work." Yeah, yeah I know. Remember, I know. Remember that guy? Pure stubbornness. What <laughs> a makes me so happy. <sighs> like, I mean, you didn't need to be a NHL coach Pass. to realize that, <laughs> even if it might not have been amazing or even the best choice for the team, it would definitely be worth trying, trying. Yeah. once well, or twice to see that they have like, you know like they're not going to be bad together real. they might not be amazing but they might have I, mean, I, I get it they're good uh, enough to drive their own lines but what if they work amazing together like one of the best duos in history possibly if you wanted to you keep them together long enough they are, I, 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 don't, I, I wouldn't break them up for the next five years mm, personally oh my god no 
Not 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 even if we're up seven to two and you want to try to get Tavares. I'm like, nope, Tavares, figure it yourself. I don't want to take any chances that we lose chemistry here. You know, yes. <laughs> but I mean, us being a bit of dramatic. You, but, you can't but, break them up to make somebody else work. No, you no, got to figure it I out. Agree. Certainly I, not your second I mean, line. I mean, Most bringing so. up the whole Babcock thing and his lovely mistakes. I mean, just Justin Hall is one right, another one. He yeah. benched the guy for the entire season. They said today was his, what was it, 100th game tonight? Yeah. It was yeah. one, his 100th game, his yeah. four years in the league, but he just played his 100th game. Best defenseman we have, essentially. Not the best, but one of the one, best. One of. No, yeah. no one question. Of. Contract was like, pound for pound. Absolutely. I just wish Babcock I thought it was a bad contract at the beginning <laughs> I know you act and actually Adam was someone who was on the trade block for him. He's like, Oh, Hall needs to go. Hall needs to go. He wanted to keep Dermot over Hall. Well, me too. When I was looking at a, a cap strap team who could barely fit enough players to, to ice a full team. And I'm looking yeah. at Justin Hall on our defensive court, 2 million bucks. I'm like, no, no, that's not going to work. Uh, that That's money we can shed. And now I'm like, next time. Every <laughs> no. freaking penny. Yep. And you oh. know we haven't had to deal with a Marty Marinson at all this year, Thank or anything you. like that. Yes, Marv can so, stay on the taxi and go right back to. Oh, he'll he'll, he he'll show his face someday. <laughs> he <laughs> will. Inevitable. Shh. Knock on wood, guys. Knock on everything you have. It'll <laughs> yeah. be the next Indeed. two million dollar phenom. So we've talked a lot around the game. What about the actual game itself? So we had we had we went well. We go three for three on the power play, didn't we? Ridiculous. Yeah. Right, it was a good power making, play tonight. Making Carey Price look bad all year. Matthews scored his 18th of the season in 18 games. Like, oh. I got this thing now, and I don't want to stop doing it because I'm afraid it'll jinx it. So, like, every time he scores, I go on and would find my wife wherever she is in the house. She usually watches the tail end of the game, but usually at the beginning, first period, which is when Matthew scores all of his goals. She's usually finishing up a workout in her gym, or she's usually finishing put the kids to bed, or whatever. So I always I have since the beginning of the year, wherever she's been to, I'm always like, no, 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 none of that. Just go and say, (laughs) Matthew scored. And she's like, really again? And uh, so I've been keeping that going. And like, and and like, she's even to the point now where she's like, this is just getting ridiculous. Are you serious? (laughs) And like, she doesn't even follow nearly as much as me. So, I mean, big shout out to Matthews. Okay. Honest opinion. Honest. Not what you'd like to see happen. Not what you hope happens. Let's not talk about. Rocket Richards or anything. He's a, if continuing on the path, path, pace he's on. He's a lock for that by about 20 goals. Uh, mm. Can he keep the pace? And is 50 and 50 a possibility? Do you think it could happen to our guy? I'll go, go. first. You go first. I called it before the season started. He oh, shut up. You never said it. Maybe you did. I swear to God, go back, check our messages. I definitely said it to you guys. I definitely message. tweeted it. And I know I said to Adam, he'll have my back because he he said I was crazy. And I was like, 50, 50. You sent a video of Adam dancing. He's not going to have your back for nothing. (laughs) Did you just say something? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Negative. 50 and 50. Okay, you're you're on the bandwagon. I like it. I'm I'm starting to lean that way. I used to say it jokingly, like, yeah, he can do it. Now I'm like, shit, he could do it. Like, I mean, if, if he puts up another, like, couple of two goal games next week out of the four they got to play yeah he could do it like he could he's I, ridiculous it's my ridiculous. reasoning for thinking he was going to do it and i honestly said it before i thought about or like realized that there was way less games this season i said it because of how close he was last year to 50 goals 
And then once as I was like, oh, he's getting 50 again this year. And then Adam was like, yes, but there's only 56 games or whatever it is. And I'm like, oh, right. But I bet you he could still get 50 goals. <laughs> like What, what always yeah. stands out to me when we're talking about Matthews is like when we're talking about Matthews creeping up on records. It's like, oh, yeah, Matthews is second now to Sally Apps or Con Smoyer. You know, like, it's like, I'm like, pretty big names. What? <laughs> like, right? in, in the modern era of the NHL, we have a player mm-hmm. who's putting up points and, and, Such and, as Con Smoyer. Yeah, uh, comparables to to the greats who played in a different played in an era where there was no butterfly goalies, where the goalies stood up and if the puck went in their feet, well, it went in the net. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not I'm not trying to disregard any of the sittlers of you know I'm not trying to talk that stuff down, but when you've got a guy in the modern NHL with all the stick technology and the goaltending coaching and the speed of the game, the pace of the game, who's pulling up numbers comparable to when guys used to show up at the arena drunk to play <laughs> hockey. Know. Like, you got to really shake your head and be like, how good is this guy? You know, like, really, how good is he? You know, and when I ask myself that question, I'm like, 50-50 is possible if he's that good, yeah. you know? Well, in the shortened season and with the Canadian division and facing the same teams this many times, definitely, I think it's possible. Uh, mm-hmm. Will he do it? If he doesn't, he's going to be awfully close unless he gets hurt. And I don't want to say That's that. I'm not superstitious. But if he, he's always had this, what, like eight to 10 game slump every year, he mm-hmm. goes for that stretch. And I always said, if he never had that slump, I mean, what kind of numbers is he going to put up? And if they he doesn't get it this year, there's no it, signs of it even coming anywhere. He never really had Mariner for a full season, right? Exactly. So, too, but last year was the first year that he didn't have not? any time missed as well. Yeah. Right. Because like his other first few years in the season, he missed a bit of time with injury. So. And he had that little this, cold snap too. Yeah, and like now he did all this training this summer with yeah, dropping his stuff. weight and blah blah blah, and uh, it's just I don't know. He's he's different. And I feel up. like he got the drive to do it because he was so freaking close last year to getting it that i feel like that's what's making him almost want to do it even more so so committed to his shot like every year he practices and trains so much to keep it elusive my question to chad and my my question on 34 to chad will be is he on a heater is there such thing as a 18 game heater (laughs) or is he really just that good i think he's that good he's like that shot is not just working sometimes. That's his shot. He he owns that. That's something he has in his arsenal. That doesn't go away unless you get injured and you can't do it properly. Mm. Uh, you, know, you don't forget how to do that. That's him. That's what he does. What shocks me is when they start talking about his last 80 games and when they start throwing those stats out. Let's talk about his last 80 games. If you were to go back over his last 80 games, he has like 70-something goals. Like it's, it's maybe not those numbers, but it's something ridiculous like that. I remember they mentioned it a couple of games back before he had three more two goal games. They were like, yeah. Oh, and then in Matthew's last 86 games, he scored 67 goals. And I was like, what? Stretching back over last year, which makes sense. Cause he was on a, a 40 um, game heater last year. You know what I mean? I'm literally looking at that right now. It's, it's games. ridiculous. Like, I'd like to know what his 82 game pace is right now going backwards. If you were to go back 82 games from tonight, 
How many goals has that man scored in the last 82 games? Then you'll know right, if he's a 50, 60 goal scorer or not. All right. I've gone back 80 games. Sure. Okay, no. Okay, okay, actually, it's gone back 88 games played. That'll no, do. I just fooled with the stats, uh, the, the filter, sorry. Um, in 88 games played, he has 65 goals. It's all right. 40, 44 <laughs> assists for 109 points. And he's a yeah. plus 28. Now, if he can figure out how to get this assist thing down, like, I mean, he has a shot, and I don't care if he ever does get the assist thing down so much. His points but... per game is 1.24, so he's already God, scoring. Man. At a point per game in his last 80. Well, Marner can work on his shot. Matthews can work on his assist. Let's see what Marner's is. Um, not that I'm saying he's not good enough. But I mean, no, is that no, no, taking a shoot. Mitch has obviously worked on his shot this year because already you can see that it's different. He's taken those times. He would never shoot before. He well, skate around next I'll, tell you, what, I'll tell you what the difference between the thing I've noticed the difference in Mitchell Marner's shot this year is not the shot. He's always had the shot, is the patience. Mitch, the shot, yeah. Mitch is picking the goalies apart this year. He's taking that extra 0.5 of a second to look and be like, no, I'm not just going to shoot it. I'm going to score. And he's taking that extra little hesitation. And he's like, mm-hmm. that little area there above your shoulder, that's where I'm going to put the puck. That little area yeah. between your blocker and, and your pad, that's where I'm going to put the puck. And you can see it every time he shoots and scores, it's always because he hesitates he just that second. And then the goalies hesitate and they're like, oh, shit. And it's over, right? It's like the well, last and then most times he was looking this way. They're the same. For yeah. Everybody else. It's it's so good to see. And that's anyway. I'm glad you got the, the Matthew stats because I wonder does that take in last tonight's game? Two goals he scored tonight as well. Sure. Doesn't uh, matter. He's he's doesn't stupid. Matter. He's stupid I, it all good. Depends. I think if the NHL, if it's actually, I can check really quick because if this is updated now to say that we have 20 games played. Because it said 19, which I know we're at 20. So let's see. Are we at 20? No, it so still says. Oh, no, it is 19. Sorry, 19. Sorry. It's the points that I was looking at earlier. It said we had 28 points. So I knew it wasn't updated. Okay. But it is saying 30 points now. So I'm well, assuming 14, that, 3 and 2. So I'm assuming Matthews is, uh, Matthews is up. Yeah, 14, 3 and 2. 65 um, goals in 88 games. Think about that. That's unreal. I mean. And. 109 points, I think it was, was it? I don't know why. Holy shit, man. Like, when when was the last... I'm not even going to say when was the last time we've seen Leaf do that. I have never seen Leaf do anything like that. No, I haven't. around when Rick Vibe was, was lighting up. I, I, I don't know anything about those days. And that's why it's so shockingly... Like, this 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 stretch he's on now, where they're talking about, oh, well, the only players ahead of him in the most in longest point streak for a Leaf is Daryl Sittler. I'm like, like you're talking about Sittler played in the 70s? Like, yeah. are you serious? The kid is just an absolute phenom, and it's not even me being a homer. I mean, I used to say stuff about Kessel, Kessel, this Kessel that, because I liked the guy, and he was a perennial 30-goal scorer, but my God, I mean, Kessel wouldn't even be able to polish the shoes that Matthews wears. It's just... Well, you know how, like, most Habs fans, just like Leafs fans, are very proud, you know? When you have Habs fans, because, I mean, I, I have Habs fans friends on Facebook and Twitter and whatnot, actually... <laughs> Talking about, um, yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> but talking about uh, Austin Matthews and praising him. Yeah. You me, know what I mean? Me, like, me, too. me it's, too. It's very weird to see because typically they're like, yeah, well, Kakanyemi is better. Or like, okay. But typically yeah. that's what you would get. But when you actually see them praising him up, it's like, wow, maybe he is actually really that good. 
I, I that's my biggest my biggest fear is that I underappreciate Austin Matthews. That's my <laughs> biggest fear because I I just don't even know how to react to it anymore. Even like you guys, like when when, when he when he continually scores these goals, and we got a little group chat going on Facebook Messenger, and you guys are like, "Holy cow!" Like that's all I get. You guys are like, "Wow!" Like what do you, what like what are you supposed to say to a guy who scores every single night? I've never Literally. seen. It. We were buying pro line before the game started and we always bet on goal scorers and adam was like don't bet on matthews i already got him and i'm like yeah but he's gonna score tonight like i don't want to pick someone else but we don't want to have the same ticket so that's why he said don't bet on matthews and i'm like well he's going he's definitely going to score anyway we're having this argument or whatever and i don't pick matthews because he did and guess who scored <laughs> i know that's, right? that's where i was dancing so I'm like, I got to keep picking them now. Yeah, yeah that's right. why he was dancing. Uh, okay. <laughs> and, but right. he was, he's already a smirk on there now. But that he was kind of rotted because he picked under six goals, though. So he screwed himself out of it. <laughs> uh, no way. I don't know yeah. if it's ever smart to pick under six goals for the Leafs. No, I picked those. No. So. They're just so, so, so loaded up. It's ridiculous. Like they got better players on 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 their third and fourth line. I shouldn't say third. Their third line is just stinky. Their fourth line got some really good players that could that could I think could play up up the lineup further. Jason Spezza, I'll, I will die on that hill. He should be in the top six <laughs> minutes somewhere. Yeah, I. But agree. anyway, I'm not going to get into that. Yeah. Let's talk. Love Spezza. I was just going to say, can you imagine if, sorry, Ryan, if, can you imagine though, if Maddie wasn't on this heater, where would we be? Would we be sitting with 30 points? Because no, no, not even close. No, No, 20, maybe we, you would easily lose five extra games of what we've won. Yeah. Matthews wasn't, if he he wasn't tearing it up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's scary to think about because we shouldn't have to. And that was kind of in the back of my mind when we were talking about JT and Willie is, are they no like they're not relying on matthews no but is it kind of an excuse for their shitty performance lately i don't know but you can't you can't sit here there anywhere and worry about the fact that you have a guy on your team who is legitimately carrying the team because what that's Mm -hmm. called is having a heart trophy candidate on your team and that's what the man is right now now we're 20 games in after 50 games maybe it's obviously mcdavid maybe it's obviously somebody that we're not seeing right now but through 20 games there's nobody in the league gonna say that anyone's carried it anymore look at it look at it he's just tearing it up he's leading in goal scoring by eight goals i think or six or eight yeah stupid he's he's reading up the points list if i'm not mistaken i think he's third in points now after night with another four he's well up the points list with murder no, the only I think the only guy ahead of him again is is, is McDavid, so you'd be hard pressed to to have any real argument that Austin Matthews is not the front runner by a country mile for the heart if he even remotely considers on continues on the path he's on, even if he's at half. Yeah, yeah, McDavid. That's already me, has McDavid. And he already has a goal and two assists in tonight's game, and it's only yeah. I mean, you can't say that. Is McDavid oh, and Newton Hopkins on my pro line, and McDavid and Matthews <laughs> are up above everybody else. Marner's not far below. It's a good problem to have, guys. It's, yeah, I mean, not, yeah, it's not a complaint. That's for no sure. man. Imagine if we had JT even operating at fifty percent right now. We'd have three guys who would be yeah. in the top ten in scoring. You know what I mean? That's 
that's why I'm kind of. I think that's why a lot of people are tearing down JT and Millie, though. It's like, can you imagine if we had two of those lines going? Well, we would have won an extra two games. Hundred percent. The games that we 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 would have been unbeated, uh, unbeatable this year. Well, maybe not because the first game was garbage and they were the only one who showed up was 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 Willie and JT. But I really, but anyway. I don't think that that Ottawa collapse probably wouldn't have happened because I feel like a lot of that game completely changed with that Tavares giveaway and goal. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's that's a whole other conversation. You know what? <laughs> with regard to the Ottawa collapse, the reason I don't really want to talk about the Ottawa collapse is because it's so it's such a one off of this season. Yeah. And, I, and when like I say one off, I mean it's legitimately one off on twenty okay. games, and your team's and in first place. You're going to pick apart again. one game. Listen, if that's the worst that it gets, and that's the joke loss of the year that the Leafs are I'm always okay. going to have. Yeah. Okay. You know we responded. Yeah. We'll take it. It was bad. It was bad. <laughs> even, if that seems, it was even if that seems even if that seems egg. Like Bob Colson, even Betty Crocker burns the odd cake. Exactly. Right? That's so my true. Bob Cole saying, guys. Yeah. I like that one. I like that one, Ron. Actually, that'll that. be if we would have done a, uh, a podcast after the uh, blowout. That's what we would have settled it. That's what it would have been. <laughs> we'll save that one, fans, for another time. Yeah. Even Betty Such Crocker burns the group. odd cake. <laughs> but yeah, it's true. No. Yeah. All right. So we've talked the game. Uh, let's get into a little bit of something we haven't talked about. It's huge news. The Leafs have made a trade. They've mm-hmm. traded one Igor Korshkov and one yeah. somebody who I don't really care about. Never heard tell of. Yeah, no. yeah. AHL defenseman. AHL defenseman. Yeah. Um, which is a key part in the trade. Very important. We'll talk about that too. But they've traded for Alex Galchenyuk, former third overall draft pick in a draft that was absolutely stinky. And we already got the best player in that draft. And that's not even Morgan close, Riley. unless you're talking about goalies. There's a couple of Stanley Cup winning goalies in there, but uh, but yeah, if you want to talk about uh, about star players, uh, Morgan Riley is the best out of that draft class by a country mile, um, followed closely by like Philip Forsberg or something. So, yeah, uh, Forsberg was later on down the draft. Yeah, yeah, he was mid mid first round. Um, but anyway, uh, Galchenyuk to the Leafs. Uh, in doing that, let's talk about a small part of the trade. In throwing in our AHL defenseman, it frees up a roster spot. Mm-hmm. So not even roster. I should say roster. Roster is not the correct word. It's contract contract spot. So they've they freed up a contract spot, which gives them flexibility at the trade deadline, which you will need. Mm-hmm. Um, they ship out a guy who was who I had high hopes for, but that was two years ago. Uh, I really wanted to see him make his transition by now, which he hasn't. Um, yep. Do I think he'll play in the NHL? 100%. I really do think Korshkov, do I think he's going to play at a high level in the NHL? Remains to be seen. Uh, he's doing well in the he, NHL this year, has he? He did well with the Leafs, man. He was a good little yeah. Leaf. He was a great Marley. The couple, the couple of games yeah. he got, he showed up. He was a great Marley. Uh, he plays with grit. He plays a really heavy Zach Hyman-style game, and he's got now some Zach Hyman-style hands. And when I say that, I mean the 2021 hands, not the 2018 yeah. hands. So, um, <laughs> but he was a big, strong guy in front of the net, man, and he'd dish yeah. it out and take the punishment, give it. So. I got a feeling that um, Dubas might try to get him back in some kind of little trade again. And if you never know, he, he tends to do that with players that he likes or that, you know, we shall see. I, 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 that's one thing about hockey and hockey execs that I hate is guys who fall in love with their own players. 
Mm-hmm. I, I that's not Dubas does. He he holds seminars and uh, <laughs> he holds university halls about not having personal ties to his uh, managerial decisions. It's, it's hilarious too. Like I, people who yeah. hate Dubas are normally the same people who hate Nylander. But yeah, pe- yeah. people out there who hate Dubas bring up things like, "Oh, can you believe that Dubas traded Josh Levo for nothing?" I'm like, "Yeah, what? it was either Josh Levo or Nylander." Yeah. <laughs> you know, like somebody had to go. Right, you know, like if you remember, so much money. Well, and there was only so many spots. Levo just couldn't crack the lineup on a regular basis. And he wanted out too, didn't he? Not only because like, he wasn't the chance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah but he, this is the I thing. Remember- yeah, Duba said he would he would trade him somewhere where he would have a shot, right? Exactly, because he, he couldn't he couldn't get he couldn't get ice time. We had too many good wingers. We don't have that trouble anymore because we got overpriced. I shouldn't say overpriced. <laughs> not, you can say that. No, they're not. They're not overpriced when they're putting up a goal a game. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're not. They're not. Austin Matthews at eleven million dollars no, is, un, is underpaid. He is right? not overpaid. And Mitch Mariner is playing to his contract this year. Thank yeah. God. Because yes. I, I couldn't deal with another, oh, can you believe they got these overpriced guys? You're never going to win anything, oh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I don't. You've got three forwards. That's it. half the salary cap. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we we're know. also we're in first place. Can't too. keep Thanks. them all. Yeah. Uh, oh, yes, we can. So, Watch us. No, like I said, we've had to shed some, some likable guys like uh, Johnson, Captain, these guys had to go. We had no choice, not because we wanted to get rid of them, just a cap cap issue. It is what it is. Yep. But they've brought in Alex Galchenyuk, who's on a one million dollar deal, one point zero two followers. One point zero followers, yeah. I think. Yeah. So low risk experiment. Low risk. You didn't really give up anything to get them, and if it turns out to be a complete bust, well, you freed up a contract spot for yourself as well. Mm-hmm. So sure. now uh, the. The terminology around players like Galchenyuk, the nickname is the suitcase, right? Because of obviously this is a seventh team now in what four years, five years, yeah, I don't even know, something, something like stupid like that. Um, so what what are your guys' early takes on on Galchenyuk and where he would fit on this team? Whoever wants to go uh, first, how about it? I don't know. It just depends on. I don't want to say how serious he is. It's just how well he can get his head into the game. And I was thinking he's. He's already waiver exempt. He's already been cleared. Do you give him some time with the Marlies and just, you know, let him find his game and get him some easy success? I don't want to think so because, you know, they kind of need help uh, up on the roster right now and he can play that role. You know, who and I don't want to start Marlies? him. I, I just don't want to start him on the second line, but like, I almost kind of want to. Kind of got to take BC spot, I think. Jimmy VC well, would done. really help the Marlies, I think. And yes. I think that's an experiment I'd like to see because he Stay has been nothing but a disappointment to me since those couple of goals he had early in the season. Yeah, he, he can't he find was, it. He was invisible. He's been in, literally invisible. And, and making like really stupid mistakes too. Like, yeah. Shoot, and, and when, ball, keeps doing silly things. And it's just like, oh. When he gets the puck on a stick, he handles it like a grenade. Just get it off my stick again. Shoot it at the, ooh, 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 at the yeah. crest. Just, at the wall. You know? Like, yeah. That's me at Red Hockey's hot potato. (laughs) He's feeling the pressure and it's obvious. So will Galchenyuk feel the pressure? I don't know. Uh, The thing on the big thing that the media likes to do is say, oh, well, he had one 30 goal season once when he was 21. I'm like, yeah, but did you look at the following seasons? And no one ever mentions the fact that he's basically, and when I say basically, I mean, he is a perennial 20 goal scorer with the exception of last year because 
if you look at his numbers, he scored 19 goals the year after, I believe, 17 the year after that. Don't quote me on these numbers, but it's in that range, high teens. And But there were years when he didn't play full seasons either because he was injured, you know, small injuries, played 77 games, played yeah. 72 games. Uh, it's not like you're getting a guy who was a one-off. He's done it several years on mediocre teams, right? Because the Habs were mediocre back then. They weren't, they weren't great. They were. Yeah, right. looking at his stats here now, and I mean, he had quite a few one, two, three, four, five, six, six years of 30 plus goal seasons. No, not 30, year, not 30 goals, uh, points. Sorry, not goals, yes. points. Um, yeah. and another year he had 27, another year was 17, or sorry, 17 plus seven, so whatever that is, 24. And then with Ottawa, he played eight games and had one point, one goal this year uh, but i mean and again ottawa being mediocre and then so he hasn't really been given a fair shot so we shall see do you yep. put him up willie in tavares right now or do i you do work his I way do. up i mean you you got you got to see of course obviously shelton keith got to take the practices and the, everything into account into consideration if the guy doesn't look ready you don't but if the guy even looks systems and yeah too, right? but if he looks remotely ready it's not like he's going to make that 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 line defensively inefficient. They're already that. Yeah. I mean, he can't skate. If yes. you do that, though, what are you doing with Hyman? I Hyman, almost kind of Hyman, feel like Hyman's been getting demoted back on the when third he's line. been playing great. But, but this is just it. You're not demoting him because you're getting back to the third line that we all want to see, which is right. Mikheyev, Kerfoot, Hyman. Hyman. Our third line is putrid. Our third yeah. line is just if they can just get it terrible. Going. And and it was really bad before they because they recently demoted Mikheyev. He gave him a shot at number two, and he played okay, but he didn't fix yeah. it. He said, "Okay, back yeah. to the third line with you. We'll move up Kerfoot. Give him a shot." He's looked pretty good, but mm-hmm. hasn't fixed it. Yeah. So yeah, he has his centerman tendencies too. I've noticed. Yeah, and about yeah. you guys, he looks like he's getting banged up a bit out there. Well, he's, he's just getting he, punished. But he can take it though. He's a little well, tough guy. He he plays he plays he plays a, a gritty game, man, and I like it. Like kind of like Hyman. He reminds me of Brendan Gallagher. He really does. Gallagher goes to the net a lot more. So that's his that's his, that's his office. end of a lot of abuse. Yeah. He gets yeah, he's he getting is, getting punished. But like I said, when I look at the, the, the third line and I see and Engvall stands out to me like a sore thumb, aside from the fact that he has that hugely long neck to make him stand out. He visually, when he has the puck, it's like he really has no idea what to do with it. He's just stay to the outside and give it to somebody else. He, mm-hmm. I, I, there's just nothing, and I, I mean, I'm hard on the guy, and I maybe I shouldn't be, but when I look around a team and I'm got high expectations this year, and he's the only guy I can find real fault with, him and VC, because yeah. yeah. VC is just not even there. I, it's hard to find fault with VC because he doesn't do anything. <laughs> he doesn't even touch the puck most no. of the time. But I just find Ingvall's just such a, such an underachiever for me. Such a, but hey, can you well, be an underachiever if you've never fan. really achieved anything? I've always liked him, and I figured he could slot in anywhere on the lineup. Uh, this year, I just found he's missing a step. I don't know what it is. Like, I'm watching him trying to receive these passes, and just, they're totally fine yeah. passes, but I find he doesn't make that extra effort to pick it up. He lets it bounce off his blade. Like You don't have to do that. You're in the middle of the zone. You pick that up, and you keep skating, but it's just these little tiny things, and I'm like, well, what are you doing? I don't know. All these guys know they're fighting for a spot, so I've been thinking, like, Perhaps it's the pressure getting some of them can handle it and they're playing well, i.e. Boyd. Um, but then there are some who kind of know that they're being watched and they know they're under this, this certain pressure. They're trying out essentially for this spot. 
And then one mistake leads to two mistakes leads to, oh my God, I'm in my head, a snowball effect. And it's just a freaking mess. Yeah. So I'm wondering maybe is that, is that Ingball's issue? And then, then like, I don't know. I remember he never, cracked the, he never cracked the lawn up at the beginning. Yeah. And like that could have just doused his confidence. And ever since then, it's just been, he got this little bit of doubt I, in him and it's, I just it's don't. showing. I don't see what's keeping him in the lineup is what I'm trying to get to it. Like when I see a player like Nick Patander, I don't see anything that stands out about Pierre Engvall that says, no, he should be in the lineup. I'd rather Me too. Over I, I think that the grit and the drive and the determination and just getting creative plays and shots to net Patan's ability to set up plays. He's like a poor man's Mariner in that, in that regard. He's a really good little passer. Uh, and I want to see him yes. in the press box and Engvall in the middle of the ice, not even on the fourth line, but on the third line. I'm like, I, I just can't. My mind, my mind goes into meltdown. Now, this is a big, Maybe. this is a why. This why is something. Um, what if they're just trying to get him some looks because he's on trade block? Same with well, Jimmy VC. He's, he's certainly, he's not waiver exempt anymore. So no. the first time he goes on waivers now, he's either going to the Marley's or going to another team. I yeah. don't think he's played well enough to be claimed. Not what some of the other names that are on waivers all the time. No, Corey Perry hit waivers. Jason Spitza hit waivers. Uh, Adam Henry. Those are going to get waivers picked up. Today. You know, I, I don't I know. I can see somebody taking a chance at Angle. Well, he, he's very low. Yeah, he's a very low cap hit. So that he is kind of like a, a low and risk. He, and he's a utility player. He's one guy that will. They're hurting the leagues by good. taking him, too, right? In a sense. <sighs> at first place. Too. I like, I like your guy's Ooh. optimism. I just, I'm, no, I'm, uh, I'm done with I'm him. Not, I'm not. I'm not done. Done with him, but I'm definitely. Uh, I'd move him I'm definitely down worried. No, I, I've been done with Before him for I'd three or four him. games. That's just where I'm to, and like, and that's a big. No, he hasn't it's, been good. It's really great that that my first world problems are the third line center. Yeah. No, that's, he did. He have really that big great. pass there this evening. Like uh, tonight's game, they did have that big cross ice pass. Like there's a big loop around to Mikhaev. Mm-hmm. I think that was yeah. a pretty nifty play. I mean, he's he still doing some stuff. things, all right. Yeah, and that's why I'm not completely like <laughs> giving up on him yet because we have seen flashes of good. I'm looking at it for the money though. Like, who's going right. to replace him? Nick Patan. Why isn't he? Why is he having such a hard time holding it on the spot ever? There's a, there's a. I trust Keith over me, <laughs> my opinion. But I also that, like that to makes tell myself that. Yeah, but I also like to tell myself that they might be just trying to give him some looks. So he's could be on the phone, like Kyle Dubas could be on the phone every day with GMs, and they're like, "Oh, what about this guy?" Well, I haven't seen him play. All right, put him in the lineup. I don't know. Showcase. I don't know. I honestly don't know what to say. And, and like, as 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 unimpressed as I am with Jimmy VC, which is very unimpressed, I would mm-hmm. still keep VC in the lineup ahead of. Uh, oh, yeah, that's I how poorly too. I feel about Engvall, but that's just me. I no. I would take Jamie VC over Engvall, though. No, not me. I would not. Yeah, and, that's, and, because... and that's fair. And again, this is our, these are first world problems here, guys. Yeah, this is, this is... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I guess the last bit of the thing I really want to touch on when it comes to the roster, we're working our way down. So we've come down to the lineup. We've talked first line, second line, third line. <laughs> talk fourth line what about the guys who aren't playing at all and when i say not playing at all i'm talking about campbell and robertson we got two guys now who had great starts to the season robertson came out of the came out of the the the, the, the like like a like a like a cannonball out of a cannon he, he was just yeah. looking so good got it hurt, injured yeah. early jack campbell first game 
tweaks something, gets jumped on, finishes his game, wins the game, put up a hell of a game, put up a hell of a fight. Should have never finished it, but that was a selfish no. thing for him, I think. But anyway, says he's fine. He's not fine. Yeah. No, I said yeah, obviously right, like, not I, fine. I know we were all chatting that night, like we always do during the game, and uh, I said to you guys, I was like, I bet you he just pulled his groin. And I think it was you, Ryan, and you were like, no, Charlie Horse or something. And then yeah. they announced later that he was out for like weeks. And oh. they never did say what it was, though. They just said lower no, body lower injury. Body. Yeah. It, looked, it, it, it didn't look like groin to me because it seemed like he was just favoring a leg. So yeah, I know. I don't know, I don't know if he just kind of tweaked a, a, maybe a ligament or tendon or something, something not quite. I don't know. And, he, and we he won't got know. up, but then it was yep. when he did get up, it was slow. So it was like, yeah. I don't know. But, but hopefully he he has started skating with the team. I know that. Good so, news. And yeah. Mr. Robertson, yeah. he's he's playing professional hockey. Yeah, he's playing right now. Yeah. Stats play uh, very well. How is he doing? One goal, he two assists in four games. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, I call that a conditioning stint because again, mm-hmm. he's better than six players in our bottom six. Yep. Oh, last year, Kylie. So what's uh? So what are they waiting for? Waiting for someone to get hurt or get traded? I I don't know. I, I'm I'm really thinking it's probably just conditioning. I, th- I really think that's a lot of it. Is give him uh, the least time he needs to get back up to speed, so that when he throws him into a 15, 16, 17 minute role, he's ready he to skate. Get injured again. Yeah. But what brings him up? Like, are they going to wave VC Engvall? Hundred percent. There's no way. There's no way you don't bring bring Robertson on this team and oh, keep. But, uh, do you trade for us? Is there anybody that we can move uh, down without having to put on waivers Waiver to bring him up? I don't do, think do, so. Do we know. even care? Spezza? Like, would Spezza have to cross waivers again? I, I don't, if I'm the least, I don't play that game anymore. No, but, I know. But, like, if you just wanted to put him on the taxi squad to bring uh, Robertson up, I mean, I wonder. Like, I don't understand the whole transaction thing this year with that taxi squad. You can. Depends on who sits out. Like, I guess Spezza would have to yeah. sit out. Just about him in, and that's. I'd like to see Nick one, like to back put on another. Up with JT and Nylander. That's what I'd like to see. Yes, I you. would. Except, I think you need that muscle in there. You need that digger. True. And that's Robinson, why I want Simmons. As good and fast as he is, he's still only young, and it's just like, is he really ready uh, yet? He's I, a think spark. He is, man. I think. I think, I think he he's going to put in some. He's going to put in some goals. He was just dynamite in juniors. He had no business in junior, yeah. none whatsoever. And with SDA, at, they were just so good. That blue and white game, even like I know that was just you know training camp. Out, two knows. years ago, yeah. even remember, yeah, even remember training Lucio. camp in Newfoundland. Like yeah. he was, he was standout in training camp. I was like, this guy's buzzing. And then that they didn't make it. They sent him back to junior, which is smart. Okay, I was like, that was okay. smart. Yeah, give, yeah. Give but I do think time. he's ready. Oh my year. god, he's so good, so good. I mean, even in the bubble, even in the bubble, he was he was excellent. Yeah, he was great. And he scored a goal in the playoffs, first goal. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah. So we got two guys nearing nearing ready to come back. That's great news. This is good as a big trade, right? So we've got a guy coming via trade. We've got two guys coming back, which are impact players. Going to rest Freddie a bit. I'm going to see Robertson in, which is going to push. I'm 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 leaning okay. towards I'm leaning towards VC. I can't see him pushing Boyd out because he's actually playing on top power play right now. That's he's right. Like, VC is not. He's playing so good. Yeah. Unless he, you get a good return for Boyd for like you know you got him for nothing, flipping for something. I'd I'd, well, I'd send Jimmy VC back into the minors. A little 
but then again, like I said, it's you need more of those guys, not less. And realistically, they're not going they're not going to waive VC anyway. They're going to try and waive Patan and send him to the minors because he's the minor league player, as opposed to Jimmy VC, who they signed who's an NHL player, but he's well, just not playing. Yeah. In my opinion, I think they're going to keep everybody as long as they can until they have to free up that space you know mm. what i mean keep that depth why just make a rash trade or whatever now like was it darren dreger i believe that said the leafs are they do have somebody in mind or something that they do want to trade for yeah i remember those or was that ago. that wasn't that wasn't was the guy that we got. No, no. yeah like it, no it wasn't Mikhail. so there's still uh, and Mikhail then there's Grandland. Grandland, that whole um loophole with the players being on the taxi squad they can earn salary or something so if they do it right somebody said i forget exactly how it went but if the leafs play it right by the almost by the trade deadline they'll have like five million cap space yeah because so, it's all prorated um yeah, so there's a there's a bunch of things that's happening behind the scenes that we have no idea about yeah but there's yeah. there's there's stuff gonna happen they've got a guy who they pay a lot of money to for that stuff so yeah one stuff Hundred people doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One last thing, I think I think it deserves a shout out. Uh, he's gotten more hate, almost as much as Martin Marinson, maybe more. If you look back at last year, he got a lot of hate. Mr. Michael Hutchison, he just put up a <laughs> thirty-three save performance, kept us in the game. He did what backup goalies do. He only let in three goals. That's always been the general rule I've told. If you got your backup goal in, you got to score four. Leaf scored seven. He let in he's three. Going, he's going number three. He did a good job. I think he did fantastic. He's an NHL-level goalie. He's got comparable numbers over the last 100 games to Freddie Anderson, of all people. If you look back, it's incredible. He had a great stretch with Winnipeg. He did really well in the bubble with uh, Colorado recently. Uh, And he he played well last night, not two nights ago. I mean, one of the goals was off letting and skate. Yeah. I mean, outside of that, he let in two goals, one of which was kind of E, but that's your back. He's your backup. That's Stutzel's shot. I mean, yeah, it's not. It's, he should have it, but it's still a great goal by Stutzel. Yeah, I agree. So uh, I just like to, yeah. with him playing, sorry, with him playing with, in Colorado during the bubble, during the what were they like? This the, well, wasn't the wasn't the Cup Finals? It was the semifinals, wasn't it? I believe Colorado yeah. was in with him when when their goalie was injured and he had to play. And I mean, he got to gain that confidence, probably the bit of confidence that he had lost being our backup because of yeah. those atrocious losses that he that he did. And, and I've um, said it, so, and I will die on this hill, that the games that Michael Hutcherson lost were not his fault. No, look at Casimir Cascasuo. They Same just thing with hung him. him out to dry every night. I get it. That's the gig. Uh, the backup goalie gets the second half yeah. of back-to-backs. That but what he had was not the gig. What he had yeah. was a team in front of him that didn't want to play. And, he was uh, set up for failure every yeah. time. It, it was yeah. it was hard to watch. So it was. That's just a quick shout out to Hutchison. Congratulations, big big first win of the season for him. Yeah. I got I got full confidence in him. He was a great great uh, player when he played in St. John's for the yeah. Ice Caps. Mm-hmm. He was uh, he was a, a great player when he played for the Jets, um, and I think he's I expected him to take the job over Hellebuck. Yeah, be, there was yeah. there was a wall there where it looked that way. Yeah, uh, it's easy to look back. Hashtag Hutch's clutch. Yeah. <laughs> he was good, man. And like I said, I got no issue if 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 it means resting Freddie and risking losing a game. I think he can win a game. So. Oh, yeah. uh, 
quick shout out for him for now, especially where he got great his number first, three. first game and first win under his belt. So and we, we and we already shouted out bit. we already shouted out goalposts. So yes, yes, I would kiss them if I was Michael Hutchinson. There you go. So I think last on the list, guys, because we're actually clipping along here at an extremely fast rate again. Um, we always try to get some stuff from around the league. Let's talk about. I'll share screen on this actually. Let's talk about Elliot Friedman's recent article. I think it came out today, actually. Um, he he had his uh, picks or his predictions for who he thought would be the uh, Team Canada 2022 team, mm, Olympic team. Interesting. I don't know if I'm going to be able to share that screen. Let's do anything. Let me see here. And we'll see. Oh, here we go. Okay, I got it. So, projected Team Canada 2022 Olympic men's hockey team. Let's see the forwards first. Won't read all this crap. Here is the projected forwards. Top line. This is the best top line in the world, in case anyone's wondering. Wow, look at that. I'm really proud of our boy Mitch for getting a nod as Connor McDavid's winger. I can't even imagine that. I can't even Can imagine. Mitch- can Mitch like keep up with those guys? No right? one can. They're so fast, both of those guys. There's nobody. We have McKinnon. In case anyone's listening who obviously can't see this, they have McKinnon, McDavid, and Marner for the first line. Thank you, Kylie. You're very welcome. So with that top line, obviously your centerman, because this is the funny thing with Team Canada is almost always six top. Your top, uh, your top six is usually six centermen. It's hilarious, but. Um, <laughs> They they went they went smart I think and uh, added a winger to the mix, so mm-hmm. they've got Mitch Marner playing his natural position on the right wing, Connor McDavid playing the middle, which he should be for the rest of his life, and Nath McKinnon, mm-hmm. who can play the wing but normally plays center with the, the Avalanche. So the only thing that kind of throws me with that prediction is, and here's the reason I don't think it's going to happen, because Nate McKinnon and Sidney Crosby have such great chemistry when they play together. Was just going to say that myself, so, actually. You want to read out that second In line for me there? Previous years. Yep. Second line, we have Brad Marchand, Sidney Crosby, and Patrice Bergeron. So, my question to you is, if you, knew, if, if you move Nate McKinnon down to the second line, is Brad Marchand good enough to play with Connor McDavid and Mitch Marner? Would that be a line you think would gel? Yes. Well, I think I, so. I think work. so, too. I think that could yes. work. Hate the guy as much as you want. Brad Marchand's yeah. a fantastic high oh, player. He is. And I mean, he's kind of like dipsy doodly, kind of the way Mitch Marner is. So, like, it's creative. Yeah. yeah. And like, but he's also not just a disher, he's also a shooter, too, which, which is where Marner lacks. He can finish it. Yeah. So, I think it could work 100%. And then have McKinnon, Crosby, and Bergeron for your second line. Mm hmm. Sick. Can't go, can't go wrong there. Honestly. I'm going to throw another idea at you now shortly as we work our way down the list. Line number three, Kylie. Who did they got? Jonathan Huberdeau, Braden Point, and Mark Stone. Okay. Now, Huberdeau, I think, with the way he's played the last two years, if he continues that trend, he's locked for the team. He's just Absolutely. so good. He's on he's, fire this season. And he's well, he, not just this season. But. He's just better than I thought he was going to be. He's one of those kind yeah. of, I, I don't like calling him a late bloomer because he's always been a good hockey player. But he's really coming into his own. Like he's he's just a dominant guy. Braden yeah, I do point. fantasy pulls, and I've seen the years that he never he never lived up to what you all thought it was. Yeah, he's exactly. just a couple of years late, and he's here. It's happening. You can't get him in the draft anymore. So, Braden Point 
in the middle on that line as you said mm-hmm. is the kind of the standout one for me and i'm like mm, no knock on Braden point amazing I hockey know. player he carries his own line on a stanley cup championship team mm-hmm. but is he team canada third line center good like that was like ryan gets a couple of years ago you know what i mean so um i'm not gonna knock it but i'm gonna throw out some other names here very shortly that guys who who i think kind of got dissed a little bit in in in, in the in the construction of this team and mark stone on the wing and again uh yeah. hard, hard to argue mark stone as a uh, yeah. as a winger now the fourth line which i think with some changes could easily be your third the checking line, line. <laughs> yeah your checking, checking line kylie line. is <laughs> john Tavares, sean couturier and steven stamkos okay now my Still first question there's one player on that line that stands out and it's the centerman again uh all three are centermen so yeah, why that's in the why name I'm of confused. god for starters why would they have Couturier? yeah yeah literally my thoughts as well no i'm uh i'm cool with that i you like that yeah yeah I, I mean yeah but another I one that honestly... disappointed me for about three years in hockey polls until he finally showed up and he's he's good he's a star. now me on the other hand i'd take the god they got listed down below uh they've got an extra yeah mark shifley yeah. I'd slot him in possibly between those two guys. I really like Shifley's uh, Shifley's grit, the way he plays mm-hmm. the game. Him and Tavares with a sniper like uh, like Stamkos, I think would make up for an amazing third line. Um, and they've got an extra listed here as well as as Matthew Barzell. So uh, again, I got no real issue with that selection. Um, but there's some notable names not there, and uh, a lot of them are listed there in the my rationale yes. section. Um, when you're leaving off guys like Taylor Hall, who won a Hart Trophy not not mm-hmm. too long ago, one of the best left wingers in the world. There, you look at you look at that list. There's no left wing. That this year in Buffalo is going to be a testament to that. Yeah. yeah. But, so far, not Ryan O'Reilly. That's why he's in the honorable mentions. Yeah. yeah. Ryan O'Reilly. Like Ryan O'Reilly. Ryan O'Reilly. I could see him in there. Yeah. Yep. Me too. That's, I could see him on making the team. If I he, would certainly have taken Ryan O'Reilly over Sean Couturier. That honestly, that was literally my thought just then too. I don't know. I'm even Claude. Know. <laughs> no, I'm looking at Bo Horvat as well. Uh, that's another name. He's been doing really well this year. I like him. Uh, that's the only two there that I could really argue. And I'm saying that against Logan Latour and Claude Giroux. It's weird to talk about superstars like that. But uh, it, it, well, I mean, Ron O'Reilly is the only one that I'm like maybe I want to put him in above Katori maybe but i don't know i'm okay either way so a big thing too with, with team canada has always been chemistry um you remember the year they sent uh um it was marlowe and thornton and like heatley or something stupid and they kept them together as a line yeah chemistry is always a big thing building chemistry getting chemistry a lot of the reason why you're seeing i think brad marchant playing the wing with Sidney crosby They've played together in the past. He's playing with uh, his 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 line mate. Is it such a stretch to think that Mitch Marner shouldn't be playing with John Tavares at the Olympics? I was thinking that. So as you were getting into this, actually. <laughs> I'm not going to say John Good. Tavares is, is a better player than Nate McKinnon. He's not. He's a comparable player, though. So if they were to slide John Tavares up to play with Marner and McDavid because of the chemistry mm-hmm. aspect and can you imagine John Tavares not having the responsibility of a centerman and only having to worry about shooting the puck? Holy yeah. shit. Um, Might be good. 
slides Marchant, slides McKinnon down to either your second or third lines. I mean, there's there's some there's something to be said, man, for having that kind of depth, right? I think the only person that would really benefit is going to be John Tavares. Mitch Marner can play with anybody, anybody. and do fantastic yeah. with anyone. I agree. And you you would only do that for Tavares only. And I don't think I don't think I'd mix that up. And I mean, I'd love to see it. It's my it's my favorite players you know well, i mean it's, it's a it's a toronto maple Leafs fans wet dream that's like to be honest i would rather watch murder with uh mcdavid and mckinnon before i see him with Tavares. the sole reason yeah, I'm just because make... we've seen it right yeah. you make me you know talk bad about them, <laughs> you know my favorite player it is what it is. I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. Over my shoulder here. The, uh, the, the reason I don't think that's going to happen anyway, that first line, while I understand Elliot Friedman's rationale of having uh, probably one of your best goal scorers on the team playing with your best playmaker, is that Connor McDavid doesn't need a creative player. Connor McDavid is already that himself. Yeah. He's proven that. He's an elite level passer. He's an elite level scorer. So I think you're going to find that Mariner is going to be with Matthews. Um, Matthews, well, that would be so nice. Tavares. <laughs> Only he was born on the other side of the border. Um, right. I think you're going to see Mariner with Tavares. I do for the, for the chemistry issue, and I think it's going to be on a second line two B. You know, I think you're going to yeah. see Crosby and uh, and Marchand Bergeron as your second line. I think your third line is going to be Tavares, Mariner, and possibly a Braden Point. Right. I would yeah. choose Ron O'Reilly personally, but a Braden point I could understand because he can shoot. And with minor setup skills, it's like yeah. playing with Matthews. So um, that would be what I would do. But it's yeah, interesting. I mean, but just, I mean, well, it's, it's like it's, it's a really good problem to have. Which which elite level player do you play with? Which elite level player? It's just yeah, a matter literally. of chemistry, right? Literally. So yeah. I really think you're going to see Mariner and, and Tavares playing the same line at the Olympics if they both make the team. Um, Have they announced the uh, coach yet? No, yeah. uh, I don't no, think, I didn't so. think so. I think they're going to, it's going to be Bush Cassidy or John Cooper. Probably. So let's critique the defenseman because who oh, really cares? Right. Um, uh, first pairing. First pairing, Jay Theodore. Jay Theodore on top. I know. I know. I'm not a fan. No, I'm not a fan of Shea like Theodore. Like the second on one. On the team. Literally. <laughs> I don't, actually, no, like, I like him there. But not up on top. Oh, there, there's there's a notable name missing from this whole thing that I don't think belongs in your top pair. Your top pair for me uh, would be Thomas Shabbat, Alex Petrangelo. I think Shabbat yep. is a lock. I think he's he's a lock to be partnered up top with Petrangelo. Uh, yep. Cal McCarr, I think, is a lock in the spot that he's in only because yep. of his age. And the next Olympics yep. after this. So Cal good, McCarr. man. <laughs> he's oh. so good. Oh, he is, oh, man, I love watching that guy. Um, I really like, really, really like uh, Elliot going off the board and throwing the extra in there is Bowen Byram, who we just seen play at the World Juniors. Yeah, he was yeah. so good, such a great young player. That's just one of those flyers that he's taking, saying, "Well, you know, by then maybe he'll be in the league, maybe he'll be producing." Mm-hmm. I don't think he makes the team. I really don't. Like, but I mean, possible. He does over it, Jake Muzzin, Jordano. Yeah, like even TJ Brody. <laughs> like, Mm. Yeah, I guess Brody's age is keeping him out. Him yeah, out, I guess. Probably, but I mean, so geez, Morgan Riley is. My question, and I, th- I think that you're going to yeah, see it go this way. He's not been playing great. No, no. Um, you remember a few years back when we had the uh, probably the best 
Team Canada to ever skate. That wasn't a women's team because the greatest Team Canada of all time would have been your uh, your Team Canada women's team who won in Vancouver. Uh, greatest oh. team ever assembled. Anyway, we'll get to that. We got a represent coming on for that at some point. Um, when uh, when they went to uh, to uh, Vancouver, there was a lot of lot made of Mark Edward Vlasic being on the team. I was like, yeah. you're leaving all these other guys home. You're taking Vlasic, and they did, and he was phenomenal because he was, yeah. he was a pure shutdown defenseman, and the, mm-hmm. at the best, one of the best, next to at that point Brent Seabrook, who was also on the team, um, Bowmeister, and Bowmeister. I mean, the boys just gave up nothing. And when I look at this defensive core that Freeman got rolled out, I'm like, I don't see anybody like that. Thomas Shabbat, maybe. To a point, he's really good. Alex Petrangelo does everything. Is so good. I feel like that's why he needs no. like a Muzzin or even a Brody, like a stay-at-home like, defenseman. That that Morgan Raleigh Dougie Hamilton pairing is not a good like idea. It. That's not good. Well, I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird. His team. <laughs> It'd be interesting to say the least. Well. Yeah. It, that will at least open up a lot of conversations as to oh if brian burke wouldn't have traded for kessel what we could have had <laughs> but uh we don't need to go there some of the notables left off there guys uh mark giordano is the one that sticks out to me the most yep. that's a guy who i would stick as your shut down shut down yeah you know? and shea weber i mean absolutely just a clapper of a shot he can he can he can play in any situation um those are the guys who i'm like really dougie hamilton and aaron ekblad over over Mark Giordano. Mark Giordano. I got Mark Giordano. That's the one that's uh, staying up for me the most. Mm-hmm. And the most notable snob, I think, would probably be uh, Drew Doughty, but he's not making that team. I just no. don't see no, he's it. He's just too old now. He, he, his time has passed, and that's like, yeah. it's really, it really hurts me to think of a Team Canada that doesn't have Jonathan Taves on it. We yes. didn't talk about him up top. He wasn't even no, in the notables. Wasn't because, even in the list. because he's sitting this H. year, right? But, I mean, he's Captain Canada. I mean, he's the guy who has always been there right from the World Juniors, right on up through, and he's always performed. He's always been a yep. second-line player. And uh, to not even see him mentioned, I think, is a bit of a total snub because there's fellas mentioned who aren't as good as him. I know he's not playing 100%. this year. He's injured or he, whatever's going on with him. Well, maybe that's why but, they decided just to leave him out. Oh, now he's been on a decline as well. His production's gone down quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and moving on. Goalies, we won't spend a big amount of time on this. Carey Price, Price, Jordan Bennington. Mackenzie Blackwood. um, Blackwood. We don't really have a lot to choose from, to be completely honest. No, I really, Um, like, Carey Price, of course, is going to be who you're going to, you know what I mean? There's no no other goalie out there that would take that spot, I don't think. Carter Hurt. I don't know why he wasn't mentioned there. Like That's I feel true. like Carter Hart's going to take the call. Good call. That's nice very catch. Yeah, never even thought about that. Art is, is uh, he in the mentioned list? Like, nope. He's not even like Mackenzie Black will get the third like extra. Yeah. Like Carter Hart got to be there on the on the actual team. Forget about him. Oh. He's stupid. Juan Friedman. Well, I mean, there's there's a lot of guys who could be in there as your extra. There's a lot of times in your extra spot, you'll take in a veteran guy like uh, Mark Andre Fleury or Robin Leonard, a guy who could still play but would be more of a support role and a cheerleader. You know, you're not yeah, going to take. Carter Hart's going to take over. Like I think he's going to take Carey Price's spot once Price is done. I I can't disagree with you. I don't even know why he's not mentioned. That's crazy. Good catch. Way to go, guys. It just has an update. It's six to one right now for the Oilers, and McDavid has five points. 
What? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'll see you, Maddie. I'll raise you five points. I'll raise you a Daryl Sittler night. Yeah, literally three. He has a hat trick. And, and my brother just... hasn't been texting me. It's been going on like right behind me. I haven't been paying attention. Yeah, so. six to I'm one. The they the already took, him, uh, they took poor old Mark Strom out and they have they got big save Dave in there. Riddich. Yeah, let me see. Guys, I, got, Nude, I got to tell you, too. this podcast has went on incredibly long. I, know. I figured that. Adam's had Cooper Cook for at least <laughs> we, an hour waiting. We, uh, <laughs> and we've had lots to talk about. And there's been lots happening. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, great to see you guys again but i think we'll not hit if you guys are good anything else we didn't touch on that you want to mention by all means no we had what calgary tomorrow night is it tomorrow night no is it god no No, that's not a back-to-back no we're off monday night we're playing on monday and wednesday night actually you know what's funny it said tomorrow and i didn't realize it was after 12 o'clock and it's almost (laughs) 1 30 in the morning that's that's done that to me before too. I'm like, what? And then I realized, like, oh yeah. One thirty <laughs> on the East Coast. It's one boys. o'clock. We go hard to watch the Battle of Alberta. Yeah. yeah, now I can go finish watching a game. Eat my. Yeah, so we can go to bed now. Beating the Habs again. It's all good. All right, guys. Oh, go, well, go. Here we are. So if you like what you heard, you know what to do. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Hit the share button. Comment below. Let us know Please your do. thoughts. We want to hear your thoughts on Team Canada as well. Any notable snubs that you might have seen. Uh, drop it in the comments. Uh, we also want to hear your thoughts on the, on the Leafs and uh, and their recent uh, victories as well as losses. So uh, any takes you guys got, hot or not, we want to hear them. So again, we'll include uh, you in our next video. Yeah, maybe that'd be a good idea. Throw mm-hmm. in some hot takes from some uh, some people who are watching. So leave them down below. Yeah, there you go. So again, on behalf of uh, Kylie, Chad, myself. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, you can find us at uh, deeksnipeselly.ca. You can find us on Facebook slash deeksnipeselly and on Twitter at sellydeek. So uh, if there's nothing else, guys, I'm going to peace out. Catch you next time. Cheers. Bye.